Now, beloved, let us come into God's Word, and as we start, let us prepare our hearts by opening this with a word of prayer. Let's bow down our head and pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this another Sunday, O Lord, where you are gathering your people in spirit and in truth, in worshiping you through online. Thank you for this platform, O God. And Lord, as we come into your word, help us, O God, to understand and to receive your word with joy and gladness in our hearts. And Lord, prepare our hearts to obey and respond into your revelation, O God, today. Lord, we want to celebrate Christmas season with the right intention, with the right motive. That is why, Father, we want to ask for your Holy Spirit to guide us, to realign our hearts, to realign our motives, to realign our spirit, O God, that the real meaning and the real reason why we celebrate Christmas, it's all because of your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that your word will prepare our hearts how to really experience the beauty of the salvation that we have in Jesus Christ. And we pray that we can celebrate right with real joy in our heart the Christmas that you want us to celebrate this season. Father, prepare our hearts now as we open this mini-series of the preparation of Christmas in our hearts. Thank you, Abba Father. We love you and we honor you. This is all we ask. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So, beloved, again, Merry Christmas to everybody. And I hope that we are all set for the countdown of our Christmas season. Now, before we proceed, let me just encourage you. And I hope and pray that you already uh, receive our free gift from Ictus Dumaguete. It's actually a 24-day countdown devotional for yourself, for your spouse, and even for your entire family. And it is our prayer that we will all celebrate a Christ-centered Christmas this year. So beloved, if wala pa ka naka-download sa ito ang devotional, you can scan that QR in the screen or you can directly visit in our website www.ictusdumaguete.org and you still have lots of time no you can catch up with our devotional and my prayer is you will surely experience the beauty of God's love through his word as we have the countdown of this Christmas day okay so beloved i hope and pray nakitantanan are excited as we open this three part series of Ictus Dumaguete Christmas celebration. We call this Christmas at Ictus Dumaguete. Now, part one, we will be talking about Choose Joy. Part two, by next Sunday, we'll be talking about Choose Jesus. And part three, the, the post-Christmas celebration Sunday, it will be more on Choose Victory. So, it's our prayer that through this three-part series, we will understand even more the beauty of who God is and the beauty in celebrating a Christ-centered Christmas, especially during this time. So, beloved, as we begin, let me start with this part one, choose joy. You might be asking why we need to choose joy. Well, we have two perspectives. Number one, in our current situation right now, God is actually teaching us to choose joy than to choose happy happy you know you know what i mean right i believe that during this time probably sa imuhang facebook daghan na kay mga memories no ang mga nagrecall like 2019 2018 how you celebrate christmas maybe in your company maybe in your business maybe in your family all the reunions or probably in the ministry like with all the parties that we have but i believe that because of this pandemic we cannot have like the normal way of 
doing the celebration during this Christmas season. That is why God is reminding us through this season, we need to choose joy over happiness. This Christmas, God is telling us, choose joy and happiness. Now, beloved, let me ask you, do you know the difference between joy and happiness? Happiness requires something to be created so that you can experience that positive feeling of happy. That's why it's from the root word happening. So without happening, you will never experience that happiness in your life. But about joy, beloved, that's why God is reminding us today, we need to focus in choosing joy in our heart, Choose joy because real joy, no matter or whatever situation you might be in right now, you might have bad times, you might be struggling, you might be facing crisis, you can still have that joy because joy is not dependent upon happenings. Joy is not dependent upon, upon situation or circumstances or if you have problem or not. Joy comes from within and joy comes from God through His Son, Jesus Christ. That is why today in part one, this is a setting of our mood, especially in celebrating Christmas season. Choose joy over happiness. Amen? So if you are watching right now and worshiping with us, can you please comment below, I choose joy than happiness. Can we do that? It means that no matter what situation we are in right now, we are victorious, we experience a lot of blessing and favor, or in the other hand, we might be facing crisis, problems, testing, and trials, we will choose joy. Amen? So, beloved, another reason why we have this part one, not only for our current situation, but also in the Bible, if we will look at Matthew chapter 2, verses 10 and 11, and we will be discovering the context here later, remember it says, when they saw the star, this is talking about the wise men, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Beloved, through this text, if you will look at it, remember this talks about the Magi, the wise men. And we will be looking some FYI today before we proceed. Okay lang? I'll be teaching you some for your information, mga FYI about the reality because, you know, just like for me, for example, um, la just last Friday, um, we uh, we rode our bike with Jonah. We have our uh, bike date no? in our last monthary for 2020. It's, it's December 11. So, we rode our bike, we committed to have our cycling date or bike date. So, Gikandri sa Dumaguete, we, we all have the pit stop going to Tanhai. So, we dropped by Sibulan, we dropped by San Jose, we dropped by um, Amlan, and niabot mi sa final destination, which is Tanhai. And one of the common things, of course, at every municipality is we can always see this place. Christmas lights, decors, and everything. But one of the things that we can always experience or witness in all those decorations is what we call the Belen, right? I don't know if in your home right now you have that display of Belen. Now, can you imagine a picture of Belen? Like there's this scenario, like there's that baby Jesus with Mary, with Joseph, sometimes with the angels and the shepherds, with the sheep, and then here comes the Magi or the wise men, or some sometimes it's called the three kings. But... If you will look at the Belen, actually, it is not what the Bible is telling us. 
it is not what really the scenario or maybe right now maybe before we have that um, presentation at school the dramatization about you know about the time where Jesus was born in in a manger and all that and most of the context it, it the Belen will always have that um, description where there everyone is being gathered around but today beloved before we go because we're celebrating Christmas and I want you to especially if you are a father or if you're a mother I want you to to really teach and disciple your children even the the narration and the story the right story in the Bible okay so we'll be talking about Matthew chapter 2 verses 10 to 11 this morning this is our main uh, lunch pad verses but let's also talk about a, a little about the information that it involves so again let me read to you Matthew chapter 2 verses 10 to 11 the word of God says when they saw the star they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy that's why we need to choose joy that's gonna be our topic but now let's proceed to the context and to the story on coming to the house notice number one it is not in the manger right it is in a certain house where Mary, Joseph, and of course the babe, uh, the child Jesus is really living during that time. It's not in a manger. On coming to the house, and then context, they saw the child, not a baby, not an infant Jesus, but a child with his mother Mary. And of course, when, the, when this magi, this wise men, saw where the star has pointed them to that certain house, when they saw Jesus, they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures, presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, beloved, let me share to you some specific FYI in what really the Bible is teaching us about the story of Jesus. In the context of this, um, the star and even the magi or the wise men. So let's begin. Now, when we talk about this question, how old was Jesus you know, when the wise men found him, that's the first question. Is it really during the time that when Mary gave birth and then during the time all these wise men also go there and bow down and worship? Because that's what we usually saw in a portrayal in a manger with a shepherd, with some angels and the wise men. Okay, But here we can observe that the Gospel of Luke records the conception of Jesus Christ in Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 56, and in his birth in Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. And remember that eight days later, coming to Messiah custom, Jesus was taken to the temple to be circumcised and given his name. Then, 40 days after his birth, he was taken to the temple and dedicated to God in obedience to Leviticus chapter 12, verses 4 to 5. And sometime after that, the wise men or magi visited Christ. If we will look at Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 11, in this context, in our verses. Now, the answer to the question in Matthew chapter 2, verse 1, 11, and 16. Now, birth of Christ in a manger. The Gospel of Luke tells us that Jesus Christ was born in a manger because his parents could not stay in a local inn. It says in Luke chapter 2, verse 7, And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, remember, beloved, that the Greek word for manger is pathne, which means a box or crib 
where animals fed. So, kalanan og pagkaon sa animals, beloved. Dira si, si baby Jesus, gipanganak. Dira siya gibutang after Mary uh, give birth to Jesus. Now, consequently, we know that Jesus was born either in a cave or in the bottom floor of a building since it was the custom in those days to keep animals on the bottom floor at night when the temperature was cold. So, para warm siya. Now, the house may have been built in front of a cave. This was common in Bethlehem, in their geographical location. Now, the lower room was the place where the family's animals spent the night. According to an interpretation of the story offered in the following slide, Mary and Joseph were denied access to the comfortable guest chamber, chamber and instead, Mary gave birth in the portion of the house where the animals were kept. So, pasungan yun siya, beloved. And now, in Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 21, tells us that the angel spoke to some shepherds when who then visited Jesus after he was born that evening. So, ang ilang visitor during that time are shepherds. And of course, when this talks about Matthew chapter 2, verses 10 to 11, talks about the wise man, remember that, it's not in the manger, you know. The Gospel of Matthew tells us that later some magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem. Now, not in the manger, but asking where would the king of the Jews be born in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. Now, of course, the Roman governor Herod the Great asked the Jewish chief priests and scribes where he would be born. After the Jewish chief priests and scribes searched for the scripture, they told Herod that the magi, the Christ, was and, and the Magi, so giistoryahan sa um, sa Jewish chief priests and scribes nga si Jesus will be born in Bethlehem. So giingnan nila si Herod and the Magi, ang mga wise men in Matthew chapter 2 verses 4 to 8. Now consequently the Magi followed the light in the sky. So they're just following actually this star, no? And it led them to the city of Bethlehem and to the place where Jesus was actually living with his parents. If you look at Matthew chapter 2, 11, beloved, it says, after coming, so, when they saw the star, they what? Rejoice exceedingly with great joy. Now, it says here, on the coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother. Now, verse 11 states that Jesus was living in a house. Context, not in a manger. So, kuhan niyo ang picture. Ang pinaka-visitor ni Jesus pagka-anak yun niya, is actually just shepherds. And the time nga naana sila sa balay, si Mary and Joseph with baby Jesus, with with child ng si Jesus, that's the time that nakakita ang mga magi or wise men. Now, if you look at it here, contrary to popular nativity scenes and paintings, Christ was now living in house when the magi visited him. His parents had uh, had moved from the location of the manger to this house. There were no shepherds or angels when the Magi stopped to worship him and, you know, give him gifts. Now, verses 13 to 14, if we look at again the context of Matthew chapter 2, state that the Magi left and Joseph was warned in a dream to take his family to Egypt. It is difficult to know how much had elapsed between the Magi's arrival in Jerusalem under visit to the house but it is highly unlikely that the events happened quickly now if we will look at Matthew chapter 2 verse 16 tells us that when Herod realized that the magi had not returned to tell him the exact location of where the Christ was living he ordered every child 2 years old and younger to be murdered now Matthew chapter 2 verse 16 says then when Herod saw that 
he had been tricked by the Magi, he became very enraged and set and slew all the male children who were in Bethlehem and all its vicinity from two years okay, old and under according to the time which he had determined from the Magi. So therefore, in verse 16 and verse 2, tells us that Herod the Great had determined that the Magi has seen the star two years earlier. Consequently, Herod murdered all children from two years of age and under. This would reveal that Jesus was about two years of age when the Magi visited him. So if we will look at here, beloved, talking about the Gospel, the Gospel of Matthew reveals that Jesus was about like two years or under of age when the wise men or magi visited him. It's amazing, no? Nga nakita na to ang information here. Now, let me summarize the truth about the portrayal that we have today about Jesus' birth, like in the paintings and in the murals or, or the displays that we can see in our community. First one, during the birth of Jesus, it was in a manger, okay? And then the visitors are just shepherds. There's no wise men. And when the wise men found Jesus through the guiding star, Jesus was already a child, probably one year old or two years old. And during that time, they were not in a manger, but they are actually in a house where Joseph and Mary stayed. And context again, beloved, if you will look at the Gospels, I don't know if you know this fact from, from Matthew, Luke, Mark, and John, it's not really actually three kings. It's not even three wise men. Actually, the Bible just say they are magi. They are wise men. They are astronomers. They, can, they will know the signs of the stars. And actually, in the Bible, there's no such thing as three wise men or three magi or three kings. There's no digits of how many magi, of how many wise men. But scholarly, that, that's why sometimes it, it was interpreted as Three, because of the three gifts, like it's one to one, like one wise man or one magi, one wise man will, of course, representing the gifts of gold, the frankincense, and the mirror. So it's three, three gifts, one to one. That's why they usually call it three wise men or three magi. But beloved, again, in the context in the Bible, there's no such three wise men or three magi. The description is simply just magi or wise men. Okay, so I hope it gives us a little um, information about what really, because it's the, the foundation of the truth, the narrative of the story. If you really want to express the true meaning of Christmas, you should know and understand not only but why, but by what you hear, but by what you read and really observe from the scripture. Now, beloved, let's turn now into Matthew chapter 2, verses 10 to 11, in terms of this highlighted phrase that we have, when they saw the star, the Magi, again, are they one, two, three Magi? We don't know. The Bible is silent about it. But what we know is this Magi are, is really looking for Jesus Christ. And they rejoice exceedingly with great joy. For us today, beloved, it is my prayer that as we celebrate Christmas, the season, I hope that it will just be like for the Magi before, the star is their beacon in really searching Jesus. Okay, My prayer for all of us also, especially as brothers and sisters in the Lord, as disciples of Jesus, all the symbol of Christmas that we can hear, we can see, we can feel during this time. I hope and pray that just like the wise men, the star is not their intention, but the star 
where it pointed to the location, the person is their intention. It's Jesus. My prayer also for you and for all of us, nga karong Christmas season, our prayer is this Christmas lights that we can see in our community, the parties that you can have, and even the gifts that you can receive. I pray that this can point you back to the real person that we need to celebrate during this Christmas season. And His name is Jesus. That's why, beloved, today, my prayer is we can have that exceedingly great joy. Okay, they, We can rejoice exceedingly with great joy from our heart as whatever that is happening right now, whether good or bad. Okay, That's why we are, we're choosing joy today. Because whatever situation, whatever season you are in, my prayer is all this situation and setting can point us back to the real purpose and the real meaning and the real person whom we're going to celebrate during this season. His name is Jesus. So beloved, we will be answering the question today, how to celebrate a life-changing Christmas in these changing times? Okay, that's gonna be our focus. Unsaon nato nga makaselebrate ta o kanang life-changing, dili siya ordinary lang. Nga okay, mga rolling, okay, mag-exchange gift, okay, mag-simbang mag, mag gabi. But ang atong point is, it's my prayer that as we are having these changing times right now, we call it the new normal because of this COVID and nag-one year na ang virus na COVID and up to now. And sometimes we have this hope, uy, may vaccine, but suddenly my news na um, there, there are some neurological effect of the vaccine that has been uh, taken or started na unta nga i-inject. So sometimes, you know, all these things that's happening, whether good or bad, actually it will point us back to the real meaning and hope, which is in Jesus Christ. That is why, beloved, my prayer for you today is this. In whatever situation in your life, my prayer is we're gonna go through together, we're gonna, we're gonna um, explore together how to celebrate a life-changing Christmas in these changing times. You know what's the answer? The answer is choose joy. Can you please type it below in our comment section? Choose joy. Do you want to have a life-changing experience this Christmas? Even we are in this new normal or transition that we have in these changing times, all we need to do, beloved, is we need to choose joy other than anything else. We need to choose joy, beloved. And today, in uh, in our points, no, in our three practical applications from the scripture, I just want to share to you three important truths and three practical application in how to really choose joy in our heart. So that's why it says J-O-Y. Okay? So let me share to you the first one. How to choose joy so that we can experience that life-changing Christmas in these challenging times. Number one, beloved, is this. Can we read together? Read it aloud with me. Choose Jesus to be the central focus. If you are saying that with me, if you're watching with me, can you please comment below, choose Jesus. Can you do that? It's very important, beloved. This is the first foundation in how to experience a life-changing Christmas in these challenging times. We need to choose Jesus to be the only central focus. It says in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Let me read it for you. So since we stand sur surrounded by all those who have been gone before, an enormous cloud of witnesses, let us drop every extra weight, every sin that clings to us and slackens our pace. And let us run with endurance the long race set before us. Now, stay focused on Jesus who designed and perfected our faith. 
he endured the cross and ignored the shame of that death because he focused on the joy that was set before him. And now, he is seated beside God on the throne, a place of honor. Now, beloved, you might be asking right now, yes, I understand the concept, I, un I understand the truth, and it's really true that we need to choose Jesus to be the central focus of the celebration. Yeah, we know that, right? For example, lang, what if it's your birthday? But, you know, during your birthday, somebody has gotten your attention. How will you feel about it? Example, birthday ni mo today, but of course, na nailaing bisita sa pamilya and then the attention are all in the visitor or probably in some other activities. Of course, we will feel bad, right? But this is not about the feeling, but this is about the importance and the meaning of our celebration. We are celebrating Christmas. That's why we need to focus Christ in all masses. We need to focus in Jesus. Now, you might be asking, Pastor, how to focus, how to have an undivided attention to Jesus during this Christmas? Let's just observe Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, and there are three important applications. How to choose Jesus to be the central focus? Number one is this. Let us drop off anything that can drift us. Okay? Number one thing, beloved, is this. If you want to focus or if you want to remain a focus in Jesus Christ alone this Christmas season, in, your, in every celebration, let us drop off anything that can drift us. And one of the things that can really drift us is what? In, in Hebrews chapter 12, it says, let us drop every extra weight of what? Not schedule, not busyness, but actually every sin that clings to us and slackens our pace. Okay? That's one thing that we need to drop. It's the, thing, the things that we struggle with, the sins that we struggle, the sins that we like, the sins that we are holding on because it gives us that comfort and pleasure. Beloved, God is telling us, if you want to celebrate Christmas, if you want to choose Jesus to be the central focus in this season, we've got to surrender. We've got to repent. We've we got to ask forgiveness from all our wicked ways. Beloved, there's one author that says, spiritual purity is spiritual power. We always want to pray. We always want to see God's breakthrough in our life. But one of the things that can really harden it up is when we are spiritually what? We are spiritually unclean when there are sins in our hearts, when we are cultivating some sins and some dirt in our hearts, beloved. And the good news is this. It's not hard to be cleansed by the blood of Jesus. When you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, all the shame and all the guilt that you have in the past, He can actually cleanse it starting today if you accept Him as your Lord and Savior. If you have that relationship with Jesus, beloved, remember this, that the blood of Jesus can wash away all your sin. You might be bringing, you, you, you might be having some guilt right now, some weakness right now because of our own pride, of our own guilt, of our own self-centeredness, of our own immoralities but God is simply telling take my grace upon you I died for you 2,000 years ago I already made you clean all you need to do is embrace my grace embrace my love embrace my affirmation that you are my child and you are mine and I am and you are you are really God's child who is saved secured and victorious beloved I hope that starting today I want you to really 
give some time no sa inyong self maybe just a little time to ponder what are some issues that you have in your hearts right now do you have some hatred towards other people do you have some hatred towards yourself or towards god do you have some bitterness unforgiveness do you have some self pride or you know there are some thing that you are cultivating in your heart that is not pleasing before the lord beloved if there are some things that you are starting to hold right now that is not pleasing to the lord god is telling get it away from you I cannot pour out my blessing to you if your heart will remain like that. I want you to embrace my grace and experience the beauty of healing and release the power of God to work over your life. Amen? So, beloved, that's my prayer for you. Number two, let us run with endurance. If you want to experience a life-changing Christmas in these challenging times, in this tra transitioning time, okay? Let us run with endurance. It means that we need to persevere. We need to strengthen our core, our intimacy with the Lord, and even our prayer. And then let us run with patience. Let us run with endurance. Let us gain strength not from our own capacity, not from our own resources, but in the Lord's resources and strength through Christ Jesus. That's the beauty of Jesus, beloved. Now let me ask you, are you tired lately? Are you troubled in your mind lately? I, do you feel discouragement in your heart lately? Do you feel tired? Beloved, remember this. If you want to experience Jesus this Christmas, if you want to choose Jesus to be the central focus, then just run the race with endurance, not of our own capacity, but by God's strength and by God's help. Amen? And lastly, beloved, it says, Let us stay focused on Jesus' joy. If we will look at, again, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, in the last part, it says, Now stay focused on Jesus, who designed and perfected our faith. He endured the cross and ignored the shame of that death, for one thing, because he focused on the joy that was set before him. What does it mean, beloved? Jesus Christ himself gave us a modeling, okay, that even though he will be undergoing 2000 years ago he undergone that shame and that 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 you know all the sins he carried the weight of the sin of the world towards that cross but you know what he remained focused in the joy that is waiting upon him his eternal joy that he can save mankind that he can be with the father in heaven beside god's throne beloved that's also a reminder for all of us we might having lots of trials and testings right now, but let's focus. Let's stay focused on Jesus and let's stay focused on Jesus' joy in our hearts. Because through that, whatever temporary pain, temporary hurt, temporary problems that you have right now, sooner, if we will be with Jesus in heaven, for sure, we will reap the harvest because we endured all the hardship. Because we focus on Jesus not in situation we focus on jesus not in the blessings that we can just get from him but we focus in our attention and intimate relationship in the journey with our king of kings and the lord of lords jesus christ beloved choose jesus to be the central focus in your christmas my prayer it's good to have parties fellowship or thanksgiving it's good to have exchanging gifts but my prayer for you don't miss the real central focus, the gravity of this Christmas. It's Jesus Christ. 
it's my prayer that all of us will have that kind of heart this Christmas season. Now, the other one, beloved, is this. J stands for Choose Jesus. C, uh, O stands for Choose Obedience to God's Leading. Okay? So, it talks about Choose Jesus and then Choose Obedience to God's Leading. In Jeremiah verse uh, chapter 7, verse 23, it says, But this command I gave them, Obey my voice, and I will be your God. You shall be my people, and walk in all the way that I commanded you, that it may be well with you. Beloved, through this verse, there's a reminder. Of course, I believe that during the time, in the context of Jeremiah, this is a reminder not because they are not children of God, but actually they are part of God's family. And because of their wandering and because of all the things that they're doing, you know, sometimes they rebel against God, they sin against God, they are broken, they're hurting. And God is reminding again through Jeremiah, God's people, His own children. He says, but this command I gave them, obey my voice and I will be your God. And you shall be my people and walk in all the way that I commanded you that it may be well with you. Beloved, there might be some things right now in your heart. There might be something right now in your circumstances that you might be so overwhelmed. You might be in a crisis. You might be seeking for a breakthrough. But maybe you cannot understand what's going on right now. And because of that, maybe stress strikes you. Maybe depression strikes you. Maybe trouble in your mind. You cannot sleep at night well and it strikes you. Beloved, remember this. God is reminding us today. Choose obedience to God's leading. Do not let your heart be hardened in not obeying God. Do not let your heart drift away in not obeying what God is leading you. Now, let me ask you. Is there anything that God really wants you to do? Maybe this Christmas season, God is prompting you, forgive that person or ask forgiveness to that person. Or maybe right now, submit to my will. Maybe God is telling you, you've been struggling for the entire months of this COVID. And what I want you to do is take away that fear of COVID and then move and have faith to walk upon my will. Or probably right now, God is telling you something to do with your ministry, to do with your family, to do with your business, to do with your workplace. Maybe it's about share the gospel the most important message and the most beautiful gift you could ever give to somebody is the gift of salvation, the gift of life through Jesus Christ. Beloved, let me ask you, what is that one thing that the Lord is really prompting in your heart over and over again and then it's prompting over and sometimes you just want to neglect it sometimes you want to have some reasons and struggle with all your reasons that you will not do it you know even though you know God is telling you to do it. Beloved, my prayer for you is have peace. If you're troubling right now because your heart is not in line with what God wants you to do, my prayer for you is this, surrender. Beloved, surrender so that you will have peace. Surrender so that you will have that joy. Surrender by obedience. It means when you submit, when you surrender, when you humble yourself in the mighty presence and in the mighty will and sovereignty of what God wants you to do, this is his message for you. Jeremiah chapter 7 verse 23. But this, I, but this command I gave them. This is God's command for you today, beloved. Obey my voice and I will be your God. 
and you shall be my people. It is a promise. It is there's a premise to obey my voice. It means obey God. And this is his promise. He will be your God and you will be his child. That's the most wonderful promise that we could ever have. It means that God is with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He will do everything and he will provide everything so that you can continue to move upon his will. Amen? And then not only that, he says, and walk in all the ways. Say this with me, all, okay? Walk not only in some ways, but actually it's an intentional obedience. It is an intentional commitment. It is an intentional uh, commitment to really follow and walk in all the way that I command you that it may be well with you. The word that it may be well with you, beloved, is this, that most people really love to have this, to experience this. That's what we call prosper, prosperity or success or favor from the Lord. That, that phrase, that it may be well with you, many people, many people love to be prosperous. We always have that greetings, Merry Christmas and have a prosperous New Year, right? We want to be prosperous. We want to have something looking forward for what's in 2021. Remember this, beloved, numbers will not change. It is God who changed. Numbers has no power. No matter how, what meaning you will put into 2021, there's no power in numbers. The real power is in the Lord. And many people that ate me be well with you. Many people want to be prosperous. Many people would love to be successful. Many people love to be, you know, to experience God's favor and answer to their prayers. But you know what? This is simply what the Lord is telling us. Walk in all the ways. Surrender. Intentionally surrender. Intentionally humble yourself. Intentionally repent. Intentionally submit. And intentionally obey. And walk in all the way that I command you so that, what? You will experience prosperity. You will experience success. You will experience breakthroughs in your life. Amen? So, beloved, again, let me ask you, what is that one thing that between you and your relationship with God, there's something that He wants you to do that up to now you're not doing it? Beloved, obey. What is, it, what is that one thing in terms of your relationship with other people that the Lord is reminding you to do it now. Receiving forgiveness, asking forgiveness, I don't know. Or maybe help your mother, help your father, bless your children, bless your parents. I don't know, beloved, but whatever it is, obey the Lord. Choose obedience. What is what it is right now in your heart that God is telling you, just do this. You know, you know beloved, my prayer for you is choose obedience to God's leading this Christmas season. If you want to have that joy in your heart, then obey, and you will see how the Lord will surprise you. Amen? So lastly, beloved, first, choose Jesus to be the central focus. Second, choose obedience to God's leading. And thirdly, beloved, is this. Choose yearning of God's presence. My prayer is that all of us during this Christmas season is that longing and that desire for God's presence. I'm not telling that God's presence is not with us, but I'm I'm, I'm challenging and encouraging all of us to pray and desire and long for more. Say this with me, more of Jesus, more of God's presence. Can you please comment it down below? I want more of Jesus this Christmas. Amen? Beloved, Exodus 33, 14, why it is important to yearn of God's presence, especially during this season? Because this is what 
he said even before in his children, my presence will go with you. If you yearn more for me, if you long for my presence and intimacy with me, and I will give you rest. Beautiful. Now, maybe mo most of you right now, you're thinking about this holiday, I just want to rest. But you know what? During this entire, okay, entire COVID season, we've been doing a lot of many, many things that we think it's rest. But I've talked about this in our Experience Jesus na series. But let me just give you again the personal lesson that I experienced, me and John, I experienced about that what we call rest. Beloved, remember this. Spiritual rest and body-soul rest are two different things. There, we can be refreshed spiritually. We can be refreshed in our body and our soul. There are also things that we can be refreshed holistically. It means it strikes everything. But remember this, beloved. Do not convert your spirit-soul refreshment and replenishment and neglect. Okay? Don't, don't exchange it to your spiritual rest. That's why we need to yearn of God's presence. Maybe for you, you will be refreshed in your mind, emotion, feeling, and body when you do gardening, when you do biking, when you do a lot of many, many things or just go with your friends and go and have coffee. Those are all good things, but those are refreshment for your soul and for your body. But what we're talking about here, the rest that we need, is not only about the soul and the body, but the rest in Christ Jesus. My prayer for you is during this season, no? have a Christ-centered Christmas season. And one way of doing it is rest in God's presence spiritually. My prayer for you is you can do prafas. You can pray. You can take them to pray. You can take them to do fasting. You can take them to just, you know, have solitude. You can do some time of silence. And you can even just have a, your own spiritual retreat in God's presence. Remember the difference between spiritual replenishing and soul body replenishing? I will just, I just want to remind you again the, the, the difference. Spiritual replenishment is not about what you want but it is where god is calling you example pray fast solitude silence that's not what our flesh wants that's those are the things that we struggle in doing but if god is calling us to do that because he is preparing some breakthroughs in your life we've got to do it and take pleasure upon it do you understand that this is what god wants for you and then you just simply obey and take pleasure just like jesus christ Every after big ministry, big time ministry, he will just flew to a certain top of the hill and then take them with the Father and enjoy his presence, praying, solitude, resting. That's, that's the difference between soul and body and spiritual rest. In soul body, it is not about what we don't like. It's everything we want, biking, basket sports, drinking coffee, planting, gardening, whatever it is. We love it. We are refreshed in doing it. But in everything that we desire to do, we take pleasure in doing it for Jesus. It means we glorify God in everything we do. Do you get the difference now? I believe most of us, just dwell on the soul and body care. Whatever we do, we bring glory to God. But in this part, do you want that to yearn more of God's presence? Do prayer, fasting, solitude, silence. These disciplines, we don't like it, but take pleasure upon it because breakthrough comes when we rest, true rest in our spiritual um, 
spiritual bearing with Jesus, with His Spirit. Beloved, take time to rest this Christmas. Another one, beloved, is yearning of God's presence. It's Jeremiah 29.13. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with what? With all your heart. Beloved, let me ask you, are you tired? Take spiritual rest. Do prafas. Pray, solitude, silence, and fasting. Now, are you in trouble? Are you seeking for God's direction for your life, for your family, for your career, for your job, for your ministry, or for your business? Jeremiah 29.13, it, it really gives us a reminder, yearn of God's presence, long and desire for more of God's presence. Why? You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And the only way to seek God with all our heart is when we yearn of God's presence day by day in our life. Word, prayer, and disciplines. Very important. And James 4.8a says, Draw near to God, and what? He will draw near to you. Beloved, do you feel lonely this Christmas? Dili kakauli? You cannot go home? You feel like, oh, I'll be sad this December 24 and all that. Maybe you feel like if you're a young professional, wala pa kay boyfriend at the end of the year. Maybe it seems like a joke for others to you, but probably in, in your deep inside your heart, you are really longing for somebody to love you. Beloved, remember this. God is telling, boyfriend is not an answer. To be with the family is not an answer if you cannot go home, if you are an OFW, or probably you are you are working in some place in the Philippines and because of this quarantine periods and all that, it will just waste your days and time if you will go home. Beloved, remember this. Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. If you feel sad, if you feel lonely, if you feel depressed, if you feel like you're giving up, if no one will be with you in that season that you have, maybe... God doesn't want you to depend to other people, even your own family, but it is a personal touch of His presence in your life. And you will have a life-changing Christmas this year. Amen? Remember, COVID cannot hinder us to have the joy this Christmas season. So my prayer for you, beloved, is this. As you continue to experience Jesus' joy in your heart, take some time to recalibrate, realign yourself. Kumusta ko sa akong paglibs, akong life? How how I am doing with the five purposes that God has given me concretely from His great commandments and His great commission. How's my worship, my personal and corporate worship with, with God? How's my fellowship with God? And how, kumusta ko with brothers and sisters in the Lord? Is it because of this COVID I feel like I'm distant or ako lang ang nagdistant or I need to just engage with the body of Christ? Beloved, no man is an island. We need each other and we need God above all. We need to have that fellowship, the vertical and the horizontal fellowship. But it will always give birth when we have that, where we soak ourselves in worship and experiencing the love of God through worship, beloved. And uh, the question again is, as we turn into this year end is, How's your discipleship? Are you growing in the Lord? Are you growing with other people? Are you growing or if you feel that, if you have that confidence that you are matured enough in your spiritual walk, are you helping other people? Especially right now in the context of family, if you're a strong father in your faith, if you're a strong mother in your faith, if you're a strong couple in your faith, are you helping your children, especially the teenager, especially the, the kids in elementary who is really right now you know, really need Jesus to be their comfort, to be their guide in the Bible. My prayer is 
take the time, take the opportunity that once a week, do a devotional. I give you already the link in the description and even in my intro of this message, the, the QR to be scanned to download the free 25-day devotional. You can do it for your own, you can do it for with your spouse or even your entire household. It's gonna be discipling the family. Amen? Now, another one is this. How are you in terms of ministry, like serving? Do you have some plans to commit to a certain ministry where God has gifted you? Or maybe right now you have that um, resources that you can take so that you can serve Jesus with the body of Christ? And lastly, beloved, is this. How's your channel in terms of the lost? The question is, when was the last time that you have shared the gospel, the, the most precious gift you could ever give to a person this Christmas season? It's Jesus. Beloved, are you afraid because you are not trained and equipped? I have a good news for you. Check in our description because the link to my own um, video in terms of presenting the, the greatest gift that we could ever give this Christmas is in the description. Just copy the link, put, send it to Messenger or text or email to your family and friends. And by that, you're actually sharing the gospel. And I am the one presenting the gospel to them. Amen? So I hope you can do that. And now, beloved, as we end, how to celebrate a life-changing Christmas in these changing times, in these challenging times? All we need to do, beloved, is this. Choose joy. My prayer for you, we might not have big bonuses. We might not have lots of money. We might not have reunions of families. We might be set apart or being apart from our loved ones and family and friends because of work or wherever you are right now. Remember this. It will not disqualify you to experience the real joy in your heart because of what you are um, experiencing right now. If you will just take these three commands or three reminders or direction that God has given for all of us today, I'm sure you can experience the real joy that is not dependent upon circumstances or happenings, but the joy that is in Christ Jesus in your heart. So, beloved, can we read this together? How to celebrate a life-changing Christmas in these changing times? Choose joy. Number one, choose Jesus to be the central focus. Choose obedience to God's leading and choose yearning of God's presence. My prayer for you, beloved, is this, that we will all choose joy. I pray that starting today, we can commit together. If you are watching right now, and then you might have a struggle in terms of choosing joy because of your situation, remember this, beloved, it is through Jesus Christ. And by accepting Him, by surrendering your life to Him, maybe right now you have some struggle of your guilt, of your shame because of your past, know this today. Jesus is ready to embrace you with His grace and love. And He wants you. He wants to have relationship with you. Or maybe right now, beloved, you have this sense of big, overwhelming crisis that you are facing right now. You might be discouraged. You might be depressed. You might feel sad, lonely, or hurting right now. And you need somebody to cling and depend upon. Can I get, give you a good news? Jesus is waiting for you. He can rescue you just like how he, he rescued Peter from drowning when Peter attempted to really walk on waters and then he drowned. Just like how Jesus did that before, done that before. Remember this. He can also do that in your life. 
that you feel like you're drowning right now of your depression or your emotional disturbance or probably in your mind or your current situation in whatever area that you feel like drowning jesus can rescue you and jesus is telling you right now just accept me as lord and savior i'm gonna be your lifeguard in your life beloved another thing that god is reminding you right now is if you feel that you have this fear of death because you're not sure if you'll go to hell or heaven and you have the fear of covid because you don't want to die beloved god is reminding you jesus is the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me he's telling you right now accept jesus as lord and savior and you will be confident that your past sins will be cleansed away that jesus will be res your rescuer in this current situation that we are in and you have that eternal hope that when we die maybe through covid or not we will surely go to heaven because we have relationship with him so now beloved as we end let me ask you do you want to have all those assurances all you need to do is accept jesus today and to do that let me invite you to just pray this simple prayer that i will be leading you pray this after it verbally Hear yourself praying it to the Father. And I hope that today you will experience a life-changing Christmas celebration because Jesus is in your heart. And if you're a Christian already and you have that relationship with God, and if you want to recommit your life, you can actually pray this with me. And as you pray, if you want to thank God with your salvation, then go with that. If you want to ask forgiveness of all your wickedness and sinfulness, just Pray that in your personal way. And now, let's just come to God. Before I end in a prayer, let me pray for you. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you for this wonderful opportunity to gather online and to hear your word. And now, Abba Father, for those people who are worshiping with us online, for those who are not yet so sure in their relationship with you, allow your Holy Spirit to lead them. So, brothers and sisters in the Lord, if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this prayer with me. Say this prayer with all your heart, verbally. Pray this prayer. Abba Father, I thank you for the gift of life. I want to submit to your Son, Jesus Christ. I acknowledge all my wickedness all my shame, all my guilt. And today, I want to ask forgiveness in your presence. Abba, cleanse me. Heal me. Forgive me through the blood of Jesus who died for me. Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God who came, who died, who was buried, and who rose again to declare power over death and to bring new life. And now, I want to confess with my mouth that starting today, you are my Lord and you are my Savior. You are my Master. Have your way in my life. Thank you, O God. This all I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved, if you just accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, can you please comment below? 
I accepted Jesus today. Because we want to connect with you. We want you to grow deeper in your personal walk with God. And my prayer is that we can have the journey together as we face this year end and the new year to come. Beloved, to all our brothers and sisters in the Lord, my prayer for you. No, After the worship service, let's preach Christ together. Let's evangelize people. You can share this in your timeline. You can share the link that we have in your Facebook messenger or text or email so that we can spread together the gospel, the good news this season. Beloved, let me now close in a word of prayer as we end. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful morning. Bless your people now. We hear your word. Holy Spirit, empower us to do your word so that we can express the beauty of your love, the beauty of your grace. And Lord, thank you for reminding us, Jesus is the reason. Jesus is the focus in this season. We want to glorify and magnify the name of Jesus in everything we do. And let us let, let your children rest in your presence in this season, Abba Father. Thank you, Lord, for all the things that you've done. Bless the people who are worshiping with us, who is hearing this word, who are sharing this message, who are sharing the gospel, who are making disciples, who are serving you, who are growing in you, who are communing with you. Father, help us and navigate our lives so that we can continue to experience the joy in the real person in this season, Jesus Christ. We love you. We bring back all the glory, praises, and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.